0: Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Eco Echo, live from CLC Eltham, Australia. You're listening on Live FM. My name is Sinead and my co-hosts are Alex, Erin, Ruby, and we have a special guest, Rowena Ken, speaking to us about her role as Climate Action Head in Banuel Council. Hi, Rowena. Hi, thanks for having me. It's nice to have you here. So, what do you do in your role as head of climate action at Banuel? <laughs> I'm currently
1: working on a big project where um, we're looking at the future and how we can climate-proof the local area. So if... um climate action happens and if um the heat waves happen and if floods happen and if all sorts of things happen in the um, medium to long-term future we're trying to write a plan to climate proof ourselves and really i think that that affects um your generation does that make sense i think that affects your generation more than mine i think that um If it happens, we need to look at um, food and we need to look at um, buildings and roads and what they're made of and where we're situated. And we need to look at um, the heat, the temperatures we live in, how we adapt, how we can adapt our energy use, lots and lots of things. Um, Yeah, I also got a small team that also helped me work through um, educating the community and what we can do as well moving forward.
0: So Marina, you previously worked at New, 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 New Olympic what was your role there?
1: Yeah, I did used to work at Neolimic Council and that's um our local council here at CLC. Um, over there I was uh, in an environmental role but it was more about parks and open space and how we can improve our parks and beautiful native areas in Nellinbik which goes from Altham all the way up to King Lake um, and we have lots we're very lucky we have a very green area we're called a green wedge and we um, have lots of trees and we were looking at how we retain trees and how we plant more trees and again about improving things for the future.
0: Awesome uh, what are the projects you are involved in for the future like I think you already probably answered that, but are there any other plans you have for the future in your job?
1: Um, Yes. So what I'm doing will impact on pretty much everything else that council and local government um, do. So I'll just try and think of a few examples. But, um, for example, to help climate change, we want to reduce emissions, which you're all probably really aware of. So we're looking at how... Um, as a council and also how as a community, which you are all part of that community, so looking at how we can um, reduce the emissions moving forward and so specific projects are um, trying to help people um, see what money or resources are available to help them get solar panels, to help run their houses more efficiently or to help people get um, uh, there's an initiative at the moment to have people's houses get off um, using gas and become more energy efficient by using electricity. So our projects are helping people um, move on to that transition and not everyone can afford it. So at the moment I'm seeing that it's, um, it's a really difficult economy you might have heard from your families that, you know, it is. people are doing it tough, the cost of living is high and the cost of bills are really high too. So we try and help people um by helping do these things to not only help the climate but to also help them and make their bills um, less expensive in the short term. So it is about engaging with everybody and their homes and seeing what we can do to um, help them run their homes more efficiently as well.
0: What made you choose your job? Was it always a passion of yours? Oh, that's a a
1: good question. Um, Well, I'm, you know a lot older than you girls and, you know, in that it's been a long time. But, yes, I was always an environmental um specialist if you like so I I did an engineering degree way back but um, it was in the end it was a cross between geology and environment so yes I always wanted to do things that helped um, improve the planet in various ways and I've worked for a few different companies and more recently in local council um, in bigger companies there's more money to you know, put into those programs and in council it's probably more of a heart or love job whereby, um, you know, there's not as much money to use and it's more about working with people to educate them to um, come along on the journey and help improve things for our kids and their kids in the future. So, yeah, it's been a long time and a long career, but,
0: yes, I've always done environmental work. <laughs> Awesome. Um, if you're just joining, welcome to Eco Echo. I'm here today, I'm Sinead with Erin, Alex, and Ruby and special guest, head of climate action in Banyul, Rowena Cairns. You're listening on Live FM. So, in your role at Nilambic, we discovered you did a project near a little railway in Eltham. What was it like planning that and how was it all set up?
1: Oh wow, that's a good question. You've dug deep. <laughs> Well done, um, teams. That's fantastic. Um, Yeah, I did a project. I was the project manager for a project over in Eltham near the railway, like you said, um, called the Eltham Gateway and similar lines, but that was about – an area of land where we had lots of weeds and lots of old pine trees that were near the end of their life. And because they were near the end of their life, they were dangerous and they're also planted by um, our early colonizers into Eltham like a hundred years ago. And so there's that beautiful history, but the trees actually got to a point where they were, um, failing and they you've all seen hopefully the huge pine trees around here and in this particular patch these pine trees were dropping limbs and became a bit dangerous so we wanted to take them out but um, to help the community we wanted to make a beautiful space for them to um, come into moving forward. So we took down the trees, but, um, planted way, way, way more and planted lots of, um, indigenous trees and not just Australian indigenous trees, but all local to Nillimbik and all local to Eltham, um, and put some beautiful pathways through that area and some lovely seats to make it nice and relaxing. We also planted a whole batch of, um, Aboriginal Indigenous edible plants or useful plants. So if you want to do some research on what our First Nations people used to make and use and eat with their hands, you can go down there and some of the plants are actually um, those plants that were originally in that spot. And it's on the Yarra River, so it's very special to the um, First Nations people who settled. And um, obviously, well, not obviously, you might not know, but they called the Yarra River Birrarung. And, um, yeah, it's been a beautiful journey to develop that area into something beautiful. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. Sorry, I probably said too much. Um, (laughs) How did you get volunteers for, like, doing the project? Did you have volunteers or were there people specifically working?
1: Yeah, we had a couple of volunteers the whole way through the project and they were um, very passionate people in Eltham who have the history and have always lived in Eltham and they were – uh more senior people they'd retired but they still had that environmental passion but they had time to give the project and they were constantly on my project panel so we always took into account the views of the community in doing it but probably the best bit was um, our planting days and um, once all the pathways were built and we built some beautiful um, rock river beds and some boardwalks and as I just love um, boardwalks so they look beautiful but then we had to plant it out and um to do that, the landscapers did a lot of it but we saved oh, probably 500 plants for the community to plant and we had a few schools um, come and do the planting one after the other on one day and got lots of help and had the um, local MP Vicky Ward come down and do the planting as well. And then on another day we had a barbecue and invited an open invitation to the community to come and Um, plant all the plants and the only trouble with that was we had so many people that um, we ran out of plants and it was full so um, we were lucky the community was excited and keen to
0: put plants into the ground and watch them grow. That's awesome so it's really good that the community was really open to do that and it shows the real Eltham community is really close and good
1: yeah thank you um can i just add a bit more about that we actually had an idea that there are a couple of beautiful native plants that um have color schemes and we did we did go with primary schools in general rather than secondary schools, but there's a school, Eltham East Primary, with the purple and yellow colours and Eltham Primary has the maroon and yellow colours. So hopefully you'll see them in time that we did get the kids to plant um, groups of plants in their school colours so that they have some pride in what they did
0: as well. So hopefully when they flower, you'll see that. That's awesome because me being an Althamese student is like seeing that is really cool. Yeah. And me too. Oh, awesome. So were there any major challenges in any of your projects that you've um, done so far?
1: That's a good question and a good question for life because, yes, there's always challenges in projects. Um The biggest challenge, well, not the biggest, but one challenge, of course, was our imaginations were too big for our budget. Does that make sense? So um, in council, there's never enough money to do as much as we want to do. So we had to... um, carefully take what money we had and divide it up into what um projects we could do and what parts of the projects we could do and that's the case in any um similar project we have ambitions that are bigger than our budget but also we always wanted to keep the community on board and that applies in my in my current role as well that any project or initiative we have is always a great idea but we don't always have as much money as we would love to have to do that and um part of council is that our our money comes from government but a lot of our money comes from our residents so we always want to make sure that what we're doing is um supported by and welcomed by the residents. So we do do lots of um, talking to people to make sure that what we're doing and spending the money on is what they want for their local area.
0: That's really good. Thanks. Um, So why did you switch from NILBIC Council to Banyol? Is there a specific reason for it?
1: Oh, that's a good question too. Um, I saw an opportunity at Banyol Council in climate change um, and that council's probably ahead of – more progressive in terms of climate change and that actually probably comes down to the budget they have a tighter they have more residents therefore more budget so they probably have more budget than the Olympic Council to do things and to be progressive um, and so they seem to me to be one of the more progressive councils in um, signing up to uh, say that they agree or more in support of us being in a climate emergency and they were more able to do more things than at an Olympics. So um, never say never. And, you know, I just saw it as an opportunity for myself to go and do more in that area, which is fascinating. And I do worry about the future and I do want to lock in and do um, anything we can and educate people as much as we can on what they can do. So we work on um, emissions reduction, <laughs> Um, So we try and help people reduce emissions but also future-proof ourselves as well. Cool. That's
0: really cool. What is some advice for people who want to get into your area of work or are passionate about the things you work on?
1: Oh, that's a good question, really good question. Um, I think anyone should do what they're passionate about. I think that um, if you have a job that you love – if you if you have a job about a passion you will always love your job um so for for me or anyone keen on taking an environmental career um there's many many ways to get into it which is also fantastic so there's not just councils there's not just governments but I've also worked for an environmental consultant and I've worked for a power company and I've worked for a petroleum company and um even big companies like that have an environmental sector or have an environmental department or have an environmental, even big mines have an environmental department. So even... Um Big computer companies have an environmental department so you can influence um, your good beliefs about environmental improvement working anywhere. You can um, just get into the right department within a company and then also once you're in a company or a department or a council or a government, you can you can also move around jobs too, which is really fantastic. Um, so I've moved from... Um, you know, dealing with trees more recently to dealing with climate action this recently.
0: So, yeah, you can always move jobs. That's awesome. Um, thank you for talking to us. But um, if you're just joining now, this is EcoEcho uh, broadcasting from CLC and I'm here today with Erin, Alex and Ruby and I'm Sinead and this is our special guest, Rowena Cairns, the head of climate action at Banyol. And you're listening on Live FM. Um, So, Rowena, what are some things that people can do in the local community to help Banyal or Nillenbeck be more sustainable?
1: Oh, all the time. Um, Simple ones. It's just simple ones that you can all do at school. There's simple ones you can do as you become adults. But um, don't don't litter, minimise, um, recycle things, uh, grow your own – no – make your own compost at home out of your food scraps, Um, put less in your red bin, put more in your yellow bin, Um, just be thoughtful and mindful all the time of what you're doing and what the environmental impact of that is. You know, don't litter, um, don't pollute, don't tip things in the river, Um, be kind to animals, you know, um, if you want to go further, um the impacts of i just learned this recently but the impacts of us as humanity you know eating meat every day is high so if you could reduce your meat um intake a bit that would help i'm not saying go vegetarian or vegan but if you can do a couple of days with a vegetarian pasta or something all of that helps the environment um grow your own vegetables there's there's so much and i think um
0: as you rates you probably know lots of things you can do already yeah um do you have any like tips on ways that we can sort of spread awareness for these things yeah wow oof, um, I'd probably need your help in helping
1: helping with that. You can just talk to your friends. You can call people out if you see them doing the wrong thing. Um, you know, you're, you're year eight, so probably you're not going to have a big campaign about, or well, you could. You know, you could raise money for an environmental cause. You could just be good people, spread the message I don't know, I'm going to leave it to you to see what you can do to come up with great ideas. But it's going to be up to your generation to take the big next steps in um, sustainability.
0: Yes. Great. We just have to take that first step. Yep. So have you partnered with any local businesses or organisation in any of your projects and why have you chosen those those local businesses to partner with them in that? in that project.
1: Oh, you've done some background as well. Good job. Um, for my project that I talked to you about at Nillenbeek, the um, Eltham Gateway Project, we used a company called Indigenous Design. And um, being a government or council project, you have to um, you have to go through a procedure to make sure that whoever you use is, is fair and reasonable and cost effective and all those things. But um, Indigenous Design... You know, that's what they do and the whole uh, purpose of our project was to go back to how the land was and trying to replicate how the land was. So they were local, they were cost-effective and they were um, with the same vision as us,
0: um, which is important in working with someone else. Uh, So we have to wrap up for today. So that is all from us. Thank you for listening to me, Sinead, and Erin, Alex and Ruby. And thank you for... (laughs) coming on the show, Rowena. Is there anything else you'd like to say?
1: (laughs) Oh, thanks very much for having me. I hope that I can make a difference in your lives and that you can think about sustainability and climate action. Thank Thank you you you. very much. Thank you. Thank you.
0: you. You've been listening to Eco Echo at CLC Eltham Australia with special guest Rowena Ken signing off from Live FM. Thank you.